about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshuba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with Him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. escape my thought process while we were away and so I need to talk about financial depression and in that process how you take back control in your mind your spirit and your soul Uh, can I just give a prelude about this ladies and gentlemen that the teachings about depression has to be followed and not listened to many people come for counseling on what they are absolutely lazy to research and what I mean by that is that many times before you come for counseling or before you go and seek help you got to ask yourself what have I done about this you can't be married and not educate yourself with podcasts and uh, e-books and all that about marriage how, how is it going to happen and then you're going through difficult times, and then you're asking, my marriage is hopeless. And the question I want to ask you is, but what have you done? There are many messages I've preached. Oh, Pastor, it's not, ours is unique. So all the messages about marriage in the entire world is nothing applies to you. No, you, you really are just lazy to listen and to follow. You're dealing with depression. We've preached over the last six, seven weeks about depression. What you heard in church, you can only retain 20% of it. Pick up the CDs, listen to it. Listen to other preachers. Listen to Joyce Myers. Wonderful preacher on, 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 soulish and health and, and all that kind of stuff. Listen, listen to great men and women of God around. I'm not only making myself, bigging myself up. Listen, listen. Listen, listen, some listen to depression, some listen even picking up newspapers and all that kind of stuff around, it ain't going to help you. But you've got to work at this thing, I need to give some preludes about this because with, with you, the root of depression sometimes comes from laziness. You're entering into financial difficulty. What have you got about the world? You're having problems with children. What have you studied about it? What have you prayed about it? What word of God are you holding on to? What have you fed yourself with that can give you courage to be able to fight the battle? It's not, uh, it's, it's, it's not rocket science. And most of the time, you walk into church and they say, no, that word, that, 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 that word wasn't for me. Pastor didn't really hit by the, the things that are happening in my life. No, I'm not supposed to do that. I'm just pastor. I'm supposed to give you the word. You are supposed to go and do research when you are doing your master's or your lecturer write your entire thesis. And some of you are even in a better place. Where I did my education, they would just come and give you some uh, uh, well, eh? hands out. You, 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 d- 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 he used the university paper to do the handouts and tell you to pay for it and the money goes into his pocket and then he, he will have this devilish smile. I remember my lecture in zoology. How this is a, <laughs> if you don't buy this handout, you will fail. 
<laughs> it means if you don't reach his pocket, you will fail. And then you buy the handout, and then after everyone has bought the handout, you say, now open to page six, and you open to page six, and then you have this, <laughs> and if you don't add something towards this, you will also fail. Like, the first thing is buy my handout, and then also go and do extra research. The same thing with the word of God. God wants you to do something. We were supposed to give you nuggets. You're supposed to feed yourself with it. And so this brings us to this important topic. Because I said all this because we need to realize that this topic I want to deal with, I'm going to spend like two or three weeks dealing with this in depth because one of the root causes of depression actually comes from finances. Let's go into the Bible scripture. I hope we can be able to get this, this in this second service, uh, except I'll have to sing again. I sang in the first service. It was beautiful. I'm telling you, I mean, the Lord appeared in this place uh, as we are waiting. Uh, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 24 to 31. I am going to use the message Bible, the message Bible. 24 to 31. This is beautiful. He says, you can't worship two gods at once. Are you seeing this? You can't worship what? Two gods at once. Loving one God, you will end up hating the other. Adoration of one feeds contempt for the other. You can't worship God and money both. He says, if you decide for God, listen to me, if you decide for God, living a life of God worship, it follows that you don't fuss about what's on the table at mealtimes or whether the clothes in your closet are in what? I didn't hear you upstairs. Are in what? Aha. Aha. Let's talk about fashion for the moment. He says, there is far more to your life than the food you put in your what? More to your outer appearance than the clothes you hang on your what? He says, look. He says, look at the birds, free and unfettered. Not tied down to a job description. Careless. I love that phrase. Careless in the care of God. And you count far more to him than the birds. Read on, let's read on. Has anyone, has anyone by fussing in front of the mirror ever got taller by so much as an inch? Eh? Even with your Louboutin 120 inches. I'm just asking, is it inches or centimeters? <laughs> centimeters. Millimeters. Ah, you have the millicenters. No matter how tall the shoes are, it is, you're still taking it off. You can stand in front of that mirror. After a while, the mirror will tell you, you better take it off. Well, uh, he says, have I missed it? He says, all this time and money wasted on fashion. Do you know I looked at some of the clothes my mom wore in the 1960s and 70s and they're not wearing it now. The only mistake I made was I didn't collect them. <laughs> and they're wearing platforms now. I mean, is it platforms? Speak to me, don't laugh. Just speak. That's why you're in front, to help me. Uh, 
the, 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 the black, you know those long, those wedges or something like that. My, my, my mom used to wear them. My mom used to wear them. He, even the uh, African attires, you said, all of them have come back. I'm telling you, the last time I went to Africa, I went to my dad's house. He said, have you got any of my mom's stuff? Because they're now what you call uh, eh? vintage. Hiya! Ah! And here you are. Once uh, this, you, you bought a clothes today and, and so you, you now thought you have got the real thing. And then you walked up and one of the first said, this is old. And then you get depressed. So you put it back and then you go about and The Bible said it clear. He said, instead of looking at the fashions, walk out onto the field. Instead of going for retail therapy. Instead of going to Oxford Circus. And instead of going on the internet and watching uh, and looking at uh, 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 ASOS, thank you, darling. Uh, what, are, what, what else? Boo, 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 hoo. Boo, hoo, boo, hoo, boo, hoo, boo, hoo. He says, instead of looking at boo-hoo, he says, walk out onto the field and look at the wildflowers. They never primp or shop. But have you ever seen color and designs quite like it? The ten best dressed men and women in the country look shabby alongside them. That's the Bible, not me. It says, if you give such, if God gives such attentions to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which are never even seen, don't you think he will attend to you? Take pride in you? Do his best for you? What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax. To not be so much preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's what? Giving. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. The origins of mental depression are varied and complex. There are nearly limitless numbers of reasons why mental depression or illness happens from biological causes all the way down to environmental influences. One contributing factor that has the potential to nearly impact Everyone at some point in their life is what I call personal finance. Researchers have repeatedly found a clear link between mental and financial health. They confirmed that mental health issues, including depression, anxiety, and certain forms of psychosis, are three times more likely to occur when an individual is in debt. This is where the church has gone quiet. Like, oh, Pastor, I didn't really. Know. I thought after Pastor Efe preached last week, I would piggyback on that. No! What he preached was for that day. Lock the door, please. No one's going out. Financial depression is not the absence of money, but an, but an absence of hope to rise from the slavery of debt. If the devil can get us financially depressed, he has succeeded in destroying creativity. 
Financial depression is not, is not because you lack money. Financial depression is basically a hopelessness about the situation. Because the will of God is to allow us to, or make us to live above financial depression and rise to a place where we would not commit physical or spiritual suicide because of money. You are not a loser or a failure because you are in financial trouble. You are a loser and a failure if you don't know how to get out of it. And your financial condition is not so bad that your situation is hopeless in God. The problem is that many people just don't know the meaning of money. Does anyone have some money with them? Cash. Cash. Cash, 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 cash. Card. Aha. She's 10 pounds. Does anyone have anything better than this? Uh, 20? Thank you. You got 50? None of you got 50. You've only got 20. Okay. 20 and 10. This is good. Look at this 10. The government even has made it clear that they're now making these notes in such a way that it is healthier. You can lick it now and nothing will happen to you than these ones that carry germs. Uh, even though this one carries germs, which one would you want? <laughs> Over the next few weeks, I want to teach you about money. I want to teach you about what money really is and what it's not. Because many of us, we think that money is the main source of our problems, and it is not. How do we live a life free of money worries and the depression that it brings? The first thing is that you've got to recognize that money, this thing, money, does not bring joy. This doesn't bring joy. The value of it is not in the joy it produces. Because it's constant. Ah. Uh, no matter what I've done, it's still 10 pounds. Stamp on it. Chew it. And don't swallow it and bring it back again. It will still buy what it needs to buy. But this thing supposed to be beneath you and not above you. First thing I want to deal with this afternoon quickly is that money does not bring joy. From the above scriptures that we read, that full six, seven verses, it is clear that Money or the trust in money does not bring joy. It can give you options, but it does not bring joy. It, it, it gives you options. Yes, you can get into a plane and money can take you from sitting near the toilet all the way to first class. You have options. Money allows you to upgrade. And if you don't have money, then you would... Start praying in tongues and just sit down there. At least you're going somewhere. 
But money does give you options. Money allows you to upgrade. Money allows you to do different things you can do, but it still doesn't produce joy. So, Pastor, what is your main aim? My main aim is that I want to, over the next few weeks, make sure you even have the option. Because many people don't have the joy and don't even have the option. You don't have the option. You don't have money. You don't have the option. And the lack of money is not because God hasn't provided it. It's because we don't know what, the, what money really is. And until we study what money really is, we will be oscillating between what we call mammon and money. And an option. It gives you an option. You can, you can, you can, you, 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 the, the purpose of life is, is not money and riches because happiness is not found in what you have, but in who you are. Money. You can, you can, you can live in a 10 bedroom flat or house and still be sad and broke mentally, physically and depressed. You can sit in first class and be crying. Seriously. It gives you options. I mean, we went somewhere recently. They, they put us in a place, in, in a room. I didn't like the room. Uh, I told them, I need an upgrade. He said, it will cost you. Said, just give me an upgrade. Said, just want an upgrade. How many levels? Any level. Not just this one. It gives you options. Thank God for that. But we could be in the best room and still not be happy together. Money does not make you happy. Are you following what I'm saying? I, 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 I did this recently and I said that many people can be rich and sad. As a burial, I read this. Let me give you three examples that may help you. Jonathan Wraith. He was worth 30 million and was by all accounts a happy and a well-adjusted young man. However, in 2009, he picked up a shotgun shot himself, leaving no suicidal note. Robbie Williams, the 63-year-old actor that brought a smile to so many homes around the world, couldn't even bring a smile to his own face. The brilliant actor, he took his life in 2014 by hanging himself in his multi-million dollar home in California. Alexandra McQueen, the 40-year-old, one of the best designers in the fashion world, in which Gucci bought 51% of his company. He ended his own life by drinking a deadly cocktail of sleeping pills and cocaine and hanged himself in his 8.5 million flat in West London. Money did not produce happiness. And many of us, especially young ones, were chasing after money. Mammon promises us things that only God can give. Money, this thing you have, that you're fussing about, is saying, I can give you security, I can give you significance, I can give you independence, I can give you power, I can give you freedom. Mammon, which is called this, this paper, that so much makes you so proud, tells you that you're insulated by life's problems, and that money is the answer to every situation. Jesus never told anyone the answer was more money. Money is not the answer to problem. God is the answer. 
Money can give you a house but not give you a home. Money can give you medicine but not give you life. Money can allow you to have a blood transfusion but not still maintain your health. Money can put a roof over your head but it will not put a God in your heart. Money can get you an education but you can still end up like a fool. Money can give you a wife and then you will end up in divorce. Money is not the answer to all our problems. Money does not bring you joy. may give you temporary happiness because you just went to Orlando, but you're still coming back to life and you're coming back to reality. You can walk the shores of Mauritius and enjoy yourself for one week, but at one point in time, they're going to kick you out of that island. And that, this is where this thing ends. Money. Money can get you a wife. Because you have a good job. You have a good car. You're driving along. And you pick up the babe. And then you get married. You have not found out that you just picked up the great, great, great granddaughter of Jezebel. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your, your money can buy you a Peruvian here. And it can be as long as it is. And it can get the guy by blinding his eyes. You have no idea that the person you just married is, 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 is a fool, is a neighbor. He will destroy you. You, 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 and many young ones are, uh, we're going after money. You, 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 you forsake God. Because of the love of money. First Timothy chapter 6 verse 10 says, For the love of money, that is the greedy desire for it, and the willingness to gain it unethically, is the root of all sorts of evil. And, by some, and, and some by longing for it have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves through and through with many sorrows. Money takes you away from church. Money says that you are working overtime. I can't come to church. I can't be here. And I can tell you that money will only solve any shackle of your problems that will be a place where money will stop and only God can take it from there. Money can bring you before the best optician, best psychologist, best doctor and the doctor will look at you at one point in time and say, we've tried our best. Money stops. Money stops. And the thing that you're running after it's now the thing that you now want to take care of you, but won't take care of you, will take care of others after you have passed away. I've seen someone who walked to the age of 75 and now say, I'm going to retire and die the following day they retired. All the money they worked for, someone else used it. Just because of money. Money makes people deny God. Because the guy put a ring on your finger. An engagement ring. It's called an engagement ring, not a wedding ring. It's engagement. Until the wedding ring is on your finger, nothing has happened. You're still under probation. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Because you put your photograph on the Instagram and we all saw that you're, 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 you're engaged. You're still engaged. You're, you're not married yet. And then suddenly we can't see you in church anymore. Hey, you're married. I'm engaged. I, I can't. He said I shouldn't come to church. Fool. Many of you are so fussing about what engagement ring you even have. You can't even wear a $25, $30, 
dollars, sorry. I'm saying over. 30 pounds. If the guy gives you a 30 pounds engagement, you will flip. You will go into depression because of money. You think that it is the value of the ring that will bring you joy. You can wear a 6,000 pounds ring and still be unhappy. Are you hearing me upstairs? Let me go up here so they can see me. Not, not only hear me. Because some of you dodge upstairs. Eh? Eh? You, 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 you think it's the ring that will bring joy. I've never seen anyone who's divorced and say, I'm not going to divorce because I still love the 6,000 pounds ring. Are you for real? And we, we, we think our joy is <laughs> look at my ring. And some women are, are so fussy about this. Sorry ladies. But let me go there for, before I become gentle in the middle. Uh, and, and deal with everybody else. Uh, 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 and some of them, will, the guy will bang you the ring. And, and, and then you say, oh how much is it? He says, oh I could only afford 40 pounds. I mean 40 pounds. 40, 40. So my entire value is 40 pounds. Yes! For now! That's all I can afford. Oh, uh, oh, okay, babe, babe, let, let, let me help you. Let me, and then you go out and you now go and buy your 2,000 pounds ring saying you help him. That is a good indication for you as the man to know God has just spoken to you to walk. We share our testimonies. This is not something of a fun. Yes, we started from the bottom. We went on holidays recently as we were walking the sand. Uh, my wife was looking at me and says, Hey, look at where God has brought us to. From the one star hotel to where we are right now. And while I was there, I saw some young ones all over the place, you know. <laughs> and I just looked at her. And my statement was, may we not end up where we're supposed to start. God has now brought us to a particular place. We can only go higher than that. But many people start from where they're supposed to end. So you started going, okay, I, I would have proposed to her. So I take her to Mauritius, 12,000 pounds. And then you give a ring and you're on that airplane. And then you take a selfie or whatever of the ring and all that. Only for you to come here. And after five months, things didn't work out. And then you now go to a one-star hotel to detox. Like, I just want to be alone. That's where you're supposed to start. <laughs> Is anyone hearing what I'm saying? No, 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 no. You, 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 want to, you want to run before you walk. Because, why did I say that, Pastor? Because your entire joy is in money and what it can provide. And life is not about what money can provide. It's about what God can provide. And if God says your one-bedroom house or flat is enough for you right now, you are joyful in what God has given you, and you're not looking at other people, because the joy of the Lord is your strength, and whenever God provides for you, He does not add sorrow to it. That is what God is looking for. That's why you will not be depressed when your hope is in God and not in what this thing will produce. I'm not in competition with anybody. Go and spend stupid, foolish, frivolous money on a wedding because you're competing. The, the engagement ring is a liability. It's not an investment. What is coming back to me? Nothing should come back to you, physical or spiritual. Huh? Because he gave you a ring, so he opened everything up. 
you go into sin. You, you pass your soul. You run away from the faith. Because you say, hey, I just need to give him something, something. For what? For an engagement ring. Are you serious? You deny God because of money. It's what the money, it's what the ring produced. You suddenly left everything God taught you. And then you suddenly open everything up because of what the money can produce. Without the fear of God. It's not, an, it's, it's, not an, it's, it's, it's not an investment. It's, it's still a liability. You, the woman, the guy gave you just a 20 pound ring and then suddenly you, you, you feel engaged and he says, oh, I, I, I've got this course. I've got, I've, got, I've got this business I need to do. I, I, I need 5,000 pounds. Oh, you know we're one now. You're not one! Yes! And you give him 5,000 pounds and then he goes off to be better himself and then while he's on the course he finds someone else better than you. Maybe God is allowing me to deliver someone this afternoon. <laughs> and then you get into depression. You lose your life just based on what money seems to provide. Let me repeat myself again. Money does not bring joy. It doesn't. Geazi lost his life because of the love of money. He lost his life. He, 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 the, the, the servant says, I don't need your money. He, the, the, he went behind his back and says, oh, he now needs your goods. And Elijah, Elisha looked and says, may that leprosy fall upon you. Lot's wife became a pillar of salt because she was looking at her Gucci and her Louboutin shoes and, uh, and, uh, Jimmy Choo, Jimmy Choo, she was thinking about the Choo, the shoes. Where is she supposed to be looking at God? The guy said, go before me. He says, no, no, let me still look back. What was she doing behind the man? Just the love of money. Lost her life. The rich young ruler was sad. Discontentment is the soil in which the love of money grows. Ecclesiastes 5.10 says, He who loves money will not be satisfied with money. Nor he who loves wealth with his income. All this is vanity. Listen to me. This is how you would defeat financial depression. God wants us to be content. Let me repeat that statement again. God wants us to be content. I'm going to say for the third time, God wants us to be content with what we are, then we can go forward with what we have. Oh, God wants me to be content with what I am, then I can go forward with what I have. This is going to make sense as we go along. When we despise what we have, what God can do with what we have becomes despised, then we can't get out of debt. If God gives me a job and I despise it, then I have despised what God can do with the job. If God gives me a wife and I despise her, because I'm looking at some other floozy outside, 
then God cannot do for me what he can do through her because I've despised what I have and I can't move forward. Is anyone hearing what I'm saying? If God, if you don't like the husband, or let's just say the boyfriend, you've been praying for three years, someone came to you and you're like, I don't like the package. Don't like the package. God, <laughs> God cannot move you forward with what you've despised. Let's go into finances. God cannot get you out of debt if you despise what you have in your hands. Faith wins battles, not facts. Many people don't have the faith in what they have, but in what they don't have to rescue them. Is anyone hearing what I'm saying? One of the ways to defeat financial depression is to know that what is left in your hand has the ability to multiply and to win. Let's deal with this thing. Money does not bring you joy. It is God that brings you joy. And joy comes by, by you being content with what you have and use what you have to multiply what you did. The Bible says in Job 8, 7, it says, Though thy beginning was small, yet thy latter end shall greatly increase. In another verse, it says, Even though you are not much right now, he says, your end, you will end up better than ever. God sometimes wants to see what you would do with the little he has given you. Because Jesus fed 5,000 by something that was small. Gideon defeated a battle with 300 people. God is saying, what do you have in your hands? What you have in your hands is able to bring you joy and to defeat financial depression. And I keep saying this every single time. This generation is a generation where God has to deliver us from wastage. It's wastage. When we look at why we get into financial debt, it could be by our own means, and secondly, it can be by what someone did to us. And when I mean someone did to us, maybe you lost your job, and then you lost your job, and then you find yourself in financial debt, because even that itself, I can question it. Because God provides for you, and He knew that you may lose your job, but what He provided for you was to help you for a rainy day. And this is where some people have left worship tabernacle and gone to the Pentecostal Church of the Missions of God, Inc., down the road. Because in the church, you should never say rainy day. There is a rainy day! There are times when you don't have enough money because you lost your job. But God, who provided the job for you for the last seven years, what have you done with the money? It is a, either a Joseph mentality or a poverty mentality. Because for six months, I didn't have a job and we didn't blink in our house. At all. Because the main purpose of our life is you have to have at least seven months worth of expenses living in your account. And this is where some people say, hey, Pastor, it's about you. How much was I earning? 700 pounds. Then 1,400 pounds. Then 2,000 pounds. Then 3,000 pounds per month. And then I think I ended up in 3,000, 5,000, 3,500 pounds per month. And then when I started Worship Tabernacle, I dropped down to zero for 18 months. So don't tell me. Don't, 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 don't tell me that nonsense. You're a contractor. You know the tax man is going to ask you for his money. Are you serious? And then you say you have difficulty. Sometimes I should slap you financially. Are you serious? 
You're a contractor. You, 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 you know they're going to ask you for money. So, technically, you, if you are not, if you are not meant, no, I said I will encourage you today. Uh, you need to be mentally. <laughs> That's the reason why I don't like to listen to Pastor Efe's message when he preaches because I don't want to come in that same mood. So, I don't know what he said. So, uh, I'm free to do what I want to do today. Uh, 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 you, you need to be mentally uh, alert enough to be able to know what percentage is the government going to ask. So, if I get 4,000 pounds, you 4,000 pounds is not your money. Seriously. And then we, the, the, the tax man comes and says, the tax man is bad, the tax man is bad. We all know that. But he's still going to get his money. I've said this so many times. We're in financial debt and difficulty because, and depression because we don't lack, we lack wisdom in dealing with our finances. And God has to deliver us from that. I've said this 25,000 times and you will continue to hear this another 75,000 times until Jesus comes back. Yes, some of you are in debt because you are spending your money frivolously. When Pastor Femi was doing her 50th, I was in charge of the pack. You know, the gift in there. It was prophetic. Open your eyes. Inside there was a lunch bag. Did you not see a lunch bag there? And when you got your bag, there was food inside the lunch bag. Beside the lunch bag, there was drink there, which was and water. And then apart from that, I told you prophetically to stop Costa. That's why I gave you a cup in there. So when you're going to work, you carry your own tea. Tell me. Some of you are coughing because you don't know what it is. Uh, if you are turned up, then you would have got yours. Uh, but tell me, how much is a how much is a cup of Costa? Oh, uh, oh, uh, oh! Uh, no, give me other other places. No, no, no! Don't give me the price because so they don't sue me. Costa, Starbucks, uh, bread, <laughs> bread. Uh, <laughs> Okay. I need to be careful about that one. But how much is it? Three seventy. Three eighty. Two ninety-nine. Whatever it is, between the range of two ninety-nine to that's for a cup of tea. What about the latte? Three what? Four twenty. Four twenty. <laughs> 420 420 you see those who have been delivered from it know exactly what they've been delivered from 420 uh, and then you now have this mocha well how much is that 360 <laughs> now and they, and they have sizes you see they have sizes as well even though we're joking about it, but this is a serious issue. Now you're going and you're paying 300, no, sorry, 3 pounds 64, 20. Plus the fact that you're not only going to buy tea alone. You buy a croissant. One day I walked, I was dropping my son, I said this in the first half, dropping my son for, 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 for lectures, uh, for, for lessons. 
And then I was hungry. It was one of those days. I was hungry in the morning. There's nothing wrong with being hungry. Uh, <laughs> and I walked into one of these Costas, uh, Brexel, whatever they are. And I just said, can I have some tea, please? He said, how much is tea? And he baffled me. I think it was 220 or something like that. No, I think it was, I just said the small one. Let's, let's go down a bit. So I think it was 220. And then I asked for their question. I love question. I love, really don't do. I love, I love question. They know I love them. Don't say, I love question. I said, I said, how much is the question? I think they said two pounds or, or 150. You know, and then the one, I love the one that has almonds with it. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah, yeah. You feel me? You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? You say play. Which play? I like the one that I put some additives to it. And they said like two pounds eighty. I'm like two pounds eighty. So I looked at them and then just by God's divine intervention, I looked across the road and there were saints I said, I'm coming. <laughs> I walked into Sainsbury's and I bought a box! 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 They were going for 70, 70p, 70p, 70p. The almond one was like 75 or something like that. Bought a box of the holy. It was that morning where I felt I should flesh out. I just bought the box, put it under my, my jacket, zipped it up, went back into Costa. See, please. Do you want it? Do you want anything with it? No! And then I went into the car and I demolished it on £2.20. Max £3 something. But think about this, ladies and gentlemen. I've said this so many times. You do that in the morning. You do that in the afternoon. You blow £20 a day. You're in £6,000 debt. £20 times five days is £100 times five weeks in a in month where they have five weeks is 500 pounds, times 10 months you've just blown 5,000 pounds and you said you're in debt. And you said, God help me. But what is in your hand is enough to deliver you. I'm trying to help you in with the way the devil brings depression. You're looking for something additional. It's not something additional. It's what do you have? You know why? Because your joy is in the tea you're drinking. Did you not read the Bible when it says nothing, it doesn't profit anything for the stomach? Your joy is in the clothes you wear. Oh, when I go to church that Sunday, they need to know I have arrived. We don't know. <laughs> Neither do we care. We don't know. We, we don't know. We're all wearing jeans now. We don't know. We don't care anymore. Come in suit, we love you. Sometimes I'm in suit. If you, we, we don't care. Don't impress yourself to depress yourself. Who are you trying to impress? You will kill yourself. What's the matter with you? And, 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 and we receive temporary joy in the clothes, only for you to leave church, or leave anywhere you've gone, or leave that wedding. And nobody says you look good. And then you get home depressed. And maybe you even take a photograph and then oh, mistakenly you now find that all the while 
that label was hanging out. That price of it, the shoe, when you knelt down, we saw that they cut the price five times. You bought a new dress and then you found out when you, took, when you got home, you now took the dress off and all day long you were wearing it inside out. You just blew 175 pounds, 65 pence on a dress that you are now depressed about. Because your joy is in the value of the money than in God who created you. Did I say you can't buy good things for yourself? Absolutely not. But why are you in financial depression and debt and you're looking for something else to help you out of it when what you have in your hands is enough to help you? I said to my son, I said, when he says, I don't want to do violin, no, you will. Why, dad? Because it will bring an additional income to you. How many black boys do you find knowing how to play the violin? So when you, instead of you going and, 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 and slaving in Oxford circles or looking for jobs around, you've got a skill in your hands that can provide money for you because sooner or later, I'm going to charge you rent. <laughs> and the earlier we quicken the process, the better for me. Because when you're going to university, I'm going to get you a room where you will share with someone else. If you want your own room, go and do violin lessons with someone. <laughs> he went to someone's house. He taught the young girl how to hold the violin and all that. The dad was so impressed. The dad gave him 10 pounds. I said, this is what I'm saying. So as you go, if you charge them 20 pounds, 15 pounds, and you do five of that in one day, you're creating an additional stream of income for yourself. Many of you know how to plait the hair. You understand? You, you can get additional income for that. It is what is in your hand. David didn't need an additional um, armory. It was the sling and the stone in his hand that he used to defeat Goliath. Right, right. Many of you, some of you are teachers. You can do an additional evening uh, lectures for some of these young ones and you can get an additional income and cash by hand. I didn't tell you that. Uh, <laughs> But, but, but you can do that and you can put it somewhere and it and, and accumulates and accumulates and accumulates. Before you know it, that additional work will clear your debt out. Joy will start to come. Bam, the next project is I want to buy a house. Those little tiny things can help you. But you know what we do? We plunk ourselves in front of the TV and we're watching the I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. There is, you're not tired, you're depressed. Financially, I can't use you. Financially, they're sitting on you. The devil is sitting. Depression means to sit on. And God is saying, arise and shine. For your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. It is time that the church is delivered from financial depression. This is just part 1A of the next few weeks. Next week, we're going to talk about money management. We need to understand money. And stop deceiving ourselves in prayer. Many of us lack financial wisdom. There's something you have in your hands that you can use. Even if you have no skills, that means the provision of job and income God gave you, God is saying, should sustain you. Don't despise days of little beginnings. Don't despise it. Don't despise it. Don't try to be... What you're not. Don't kill yourself trying to do that. And our time is 
over. Oh, who has this 10 pounds? Is it you? God didn't tell you anything. 20 pounds. God didn't tell you anything like that. <laughs> the little you have will deliver you. Money will not bring you joy. The joy you will have is in the source of who provides the money. So when we have financial wisdom, God will say, don't buy that clothes. Don't buy that thing. Trust me. How many times have I put things in the um, basket and it has remained there? And the next time I get there, it's out of stock. God didn't want me to buy it. <laughs> That's how to deal with retail therapy. Put it in a basket. Leave it. Go and think. Pray. Ask yourself. Open your closet. If it is overspilling, then you have something good in your hand to sell on eBay. Try selling those shoes. You will get out of debt. Bring them to me. I will help you. The car you're driving is unnecessary. Monday to Friday, you don't use it. And yet you're paying 300, 400 pounds repayment on a car you barely use. And then you return it. And they will say, oh, you're our best customer. Why? You were supposed to use 10,000 miles. You're barely under 2,000. And you paid money into a, into a basket that is full of zero. Why? Because on weekends... I, I want to be able to drive. Buy a Skoda. No, seriously. Who are you trying to impress? Buy a Skoda. The other day I want to look at a Mini. Or, or this electric, you know, small. Smart car. Buy it. That's where you are at this particular moment. But if I've worked for 20 something, 50 something, 40 odd years, and I'm driving a good car, shut up. You want me to leave it for you? Before I leave it for you, I would have used it. But many of us, we are doing too much than what is coming in. May God deliver us from financial wastage in the name of Jesus. You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939 You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.